This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is Dukes and Bell. Hope you're having a great Friday. Look, this weather's going to clear up. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. We talked about President's Day Monday. Many of you for, uh, are going to be off for a holiday. We certainly will be. So uh, it's going to be a lot better than all this rain that we've got. Man, I'm, I'm sick of the rain. Yeah, it was just gray and kind of bleh, but the sun is cracking through. A beautiful I day saw right now. You <laughs> and him walking, walking in the rain. rain. Come on, Chris. You were holding hands, hands and, and I never be the same. I'm sick of this rain. I just by the way, by the way, when I was doing top forty to start my career, Orange Juice Jones, great track, gets a uh, long version, like nine minutes. You can, uh, it is long. You go, I, I could run out of Seven Eleven, get a coffee, <laughs> come back to where the studio. We should still playing. Yeah, yeah, the song still be going. Still lock yourself out. You know, you'd be all right. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm like, I, everything's wet and green and moldy, and I'm like, ah, I'm just can we get some sunlight? Now, now I'm thinking of long songs I could go to the bathroom to. New Order, Blue Monday. Dump, 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 That's dump, true. Dump, dump. Anyway, but uh, yeah, it's just sunshine where we live here for a reason. I know pollen is starting to kick, because that's why I was getting all funky yeah. earlier this week with the throat. But uh, this is the time of place. You, you love being in Atlanta, start playing some golf, getting out in your routine, because I don't love golf enough to play when it's 40 degrees out there, and it's just, you know, cart path only. No I, way, Jose. I, I do. I just don't like the wet conditions. That's the thing. I can take the cold. I, I just don't like the I wet I need some roll on my drive, Joe. Oh, well, you're gonna get, with it wet, you're not <laughs> getting go. anything. There's no doubt. Sticking like that. Let me ask you guys something, um, and then we're going to get to an NFL blitz. And, Chris, I want to I want to play these two Justin Fields sound bites. Um, Justin went on a podcast, okay? And the irony is we were just talking about Justin earlier this week, and I said uh, that Jason Lockham-Four, who I do a podcast with called In the Huddle, had said he spoke to one general manager who felt like after the Senior Bowl that he was convinced that the Bears are going to try to move on from Justin Fields. And we discussed it. We were down at State Farm, as a matter of fact, on, uh, was it Wednesday, um, for the game. And – Justin went on a podcast, but as Derek Carr visits the Jets and he's continuing this, you know, I'm going to visit all the teams that are interested in me and and we'll see where he potentially lands. I want you to hear what Justin said about being drafted. If he would have been drafted by the Falcons, this was his response to one of the questions on this podcast. I mean, it would have been sick to see you play just just out of the like Michael Vick comparisons that would have naturally happened there. But since you're from the South, did you want to play near your hometown? It would have been cool, you know, uh, me, my dad had season tickets growing up, so I would always go to you know games with him. But it would have definitely been like a story. Like even this past year when we played Atlanta, it was just I was just, I just got so many flashbacks just driving around the stadium, uh, just thinking about the you know different um, you know tailgating spots me and my dad used to go to when I was a kid. So I was like getting emotional. I was like, wow, like talking about yeah. his dad uh, and Pablo. Thank you. He's a big listener of the program. Listen, the, the Fields family, they're here. They're they're from here. They rep Georgia. And, and Justin's just talking about, you know, that's like a childhood dream. It's sort of like Michael Money Harris. Right. Play right? for the Braves, man. Group watching the Braves. You, you, it's the same thing. So it didn't happen. But for those of you who are like, he didn't want to be here, I told you then he wanted to be here. It, it wasn't his decision to be here. We were, again, it's, it seemed at the time like a perfect fit. 
And again, we're not going to debate what happened at Georgia, although everybody has a theory. But uh, he goes out to Ohio State. And I, like, I, I was won over by this guy. I mean, we knew we had the skills. We knew we had the cannon for the arm. But that, that Clemson semifinal game was unbelievable. Where, you know, the hits he took, yeah. delivering the football. That's what makes it so peculiar why the accuracy has been an issue at times for him in Chicago. Now, come play in a dome. Play Mercedes-Benz. He's already made those comments. <laughs> I prefer in a roof stadium. I would, too, if I was a Chicago Bears fan. Who the hell wants to sit there and freeze your butt off? I mean, look, I get the working man hero crap. I sat there with my dad at Giant Stadium. It ain't fun. I mean, you get no freaking way. 20 degrees with a wind chill over there in the swamps of the Meadowlands. No, that was not fun. Okay? When, beating the 49ers was fun. Beating the Redskins then was fun. But, you know, actually sitting through it, not exactly great. But it is interesting because everything now is kind of under a microscope now that between the Jason Lockhart Farrer report and him doing some, uh, some, some interviews, I wonder if Bears fans are getting antsy if they, if, they, if they like him or maybe out the door if they don't like him. Yeah. I, listen, I think being honest about things and saying, hey, if I would have been drafted by my hometown team, if you got a problem with that, you just you're you're a bad sports fan. Seriously, I don't think there's anybody who grew up in a, any particular city and then their team, their hometown team, had a chance right. to take them and they didn't take them and they go, man, I wish I would have played there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I will you say, can't help where you were born. No, right? you, you can't. I mean, it's the stupid thing. Like when I got here, you know, oh, you know, you're not from. Get out of here. Like you get to choose. But at the end of the day, here's what Mike was talking about. When Fields was saying, you know, I hope we get a dome-type stadium, they have purchased the land. Um, the Bears are going to get its 326-acre property. They are going to get a new stadium here uh, as they move along. But this is what Fields said about the dome situation. The thing is about that weather is, like, when, when it's that cold, you have to bumble, bundle up, like put a bunch of layers on and stuff like that, and your body's cold, so you're not warmed up. So I feel, like, way slower in that cold weather, so it's tough, Ooh. but – uh. It's hard to stay warm in that weather. Warm-ups and stuff like that, your hands freezing up, so it's, it's tough. I hope we just get a dome. I don't, I don't yeah. care if we're at Soldier Field. I don't care if we're in Arlington Heights. I, I, I hope we get a dome. Now, the proposal is 61,000-seat stadium with a roof. We will see what happens, right. but that is what they're talking about. It's going to create all these jobs, and it's a big deal in the state of Illinois, but certainly in the Chicago area because people didn't want the stadium to move. They wanted to tear Soldier Field down, right. stay there, and stay in that area, and they didn't. It was always, for those who never seen Soldier Field, it was unbelievable. If you go back, how monstrous it is, the Roman columns, and I mean, it just, it's, it's amazing, the memorials of World War II and everything else outside. But, you know, dropping that spaceship inside it, mm. it just never aesthetically looked right. And the weather, I mean, it's, it is brutal if you ever had a chance to be up there for a game. But, yeah, to move it out to the Burbs, that's, you know, everybody also wants to have an entertainment complex next to their stadium. You're right. That's what the Rangers have done it down in Texas between Cowboys where the, uh, where the, uh, the AT&T Stadium is. Everybody wants to sort of take a piece of what we're doing over at the battery and make it their own. It's what's going on. It's and you control that, and the Bears make more, more oh, money. They make a killing. The, Bear, the, the Braves are making a right. killing. Uh, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, guys. We're going to get into uh, a storyline that we'll be paying a lot of attention to when it comes to our Braves spring training underway. We may have the best bullpen in baseball, and I'm not just saying that. We'll tell you more coming up here in about 10 minutes. Right now, let's get to an NFL. Blitz! Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Mike, do you like, we saw Jalen Hurts do it in the Super Bowl, but we've seen it all season. Line up for a quarterback sneak. The backs are in. It's almost like winning formation. Right. And then the ball snapped, and everybody's pushing. Push! It's rugby. Push! It's rugby. And they push the quarterback across the, the, the line of scrimmage to get the first down. Cam Hayward of the Steelers, Mike, says, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is illegal. Listen, 
it's illegal, and then they're no, never it's set. Legal. It's legal. It's legal. It is it's illegal. illegal. It's illegal. No, they're no. never set. No, it's If you legal. watch it, the old linemen are never set on these He's He's not happy. Okay. He's, you're bad. Oh, wow. You're bad. I'm triggered. Do you think the rules <laughs> should be changed, though? Yes, it should be changed. And there's never a given time. They hurry up to the ball. No one's ever so set. Bad. They're rolling forward. I have this on tape. We can watch it. <laughs> we can find some tape on this. <laughs> I'm always f***ing these fourth downs because, no, it's always skewed to the offense. Well, that, everything is skewed. That's Ironhead's son, by the way, great kid, now a great man. But, yeah, it is it is legal, just like when the defense can do multiple stunts before the ball is snapped on the defensive side of the ball. You know? You can all, look, move over, slide. Georgia does it all the time. Yeah. In an effort to get guys to false start. So, I mean, there is some quid pro quo when it comes to well, the shenanigans of the line of scrimmage. But I love it. I like I played rugby. I love the rugby stuff. And it's kind of neat to watch, especially now in the old days, it seemed like the refs used to swallow the whistle. Okay, forward progress is stopped. Now they seem to let things go. Now, if you want to complain about that, because it seems like that rule has evolved, hasn't it? It has. It really has. I mean, that used to be something where no, nothing would happen for a second. Okay, blow the whistle. Now they really let things, the pile, the scrum kind of move forward and backwards. I... I mean, Cam's saying something, and I kind of, I'm thinking it feels illegal. Yeah. Because you just. You're pushing the, the guy yeah, from behind. Yeah. The success rate of getting that first down versus what we traditionally have seen with quarterbacks just. Hut! And now I'm just trying to reach across, and Mike, you don't get it sometimes. I don't know. It, it feels illegal, but I don't know if the league and the competition committee are going to do anything about it. Meanwhile, Jonathan Gannon is the new coach with the Arizona Cardinals. There's a video out. He went to visit, right? He goes in, he gets the job. He's getting ready to fly back out. So literally it was one day in. He's leaving the facility. Guy says, Coach, Murray's in the weight room. Kyler Murray's in the weight room. So you see Gannon running. He's running down the hall. And he runs down the hall, and Kyler Murray comes out the weight room. And he's rehabbing, guys. And literally Murray's like, what's up, Coach? And they dap each other up. And they say he says something to him in his ear because they're filming it. Arizona Cardinals Uh filmed it. And they film it. And it looks really cool and dramatic. And you're like, wow, okay, do they know each other? What's going on? Who knows how good they'll be, but there that was this meeting for the first time of Gannon and, and, and his quarterback. Now, he won't have Kyler Murray to start the season, nope. but here's what he said, Mike, about his vision for the team. We're going to be adaptable. We're going to be violent. We're going to be explosive, and we're going to be smart. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm Buzzword. Stuck. I mean, that's like they, I mean, they are. They are. I mean, it's like cue cards for coaches. You know, you and I should start writing these speeches <laughs> for these guys. We're going to be violent. We're going to be adaptable. We're going to be violent. Yeah. Uh, but Bo just said to me, it's all fi- We're going to be physical. We're going to be smart. Why is it not that? That's real. Why is the meeting between Jonathan Gannon and his quarterback fi- Come on, Bo. He's going to run down the hall? He did. Where the hell's Kyler Murray going? He's got a bad knee. He ain't getting away from anybody. He was working out in the weight room. Do they play the theme from Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> oh, come Wait, on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's that? Kyler's here? I got to go. Kyler, I love you. Hug me. And he Hug did. Me now. Yeah, they'll be cussing each other out in two weeks. Say, oh, come on. See, see the last few weeks with uh, Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline. He'll be yelling at you soon. You, yeah. You guys are such yeah. negative That's mellies. how it's going to end. Kyler Murray's going to cuss out the whole squad hey, in year love two. Affair. Him and Cliff were bestie buddies there for a minute, too. It always starts sweet. It's, R- a, remember, new, it's a new beginning. What do you guys R- You guys don't believe in anything. Remember yeah, when a, Kyler was so happy to get pill. DeAndre? <laughs> yes. Remember? Oh, I love DeAndre Hopkins. You mother blinker! Yeah. That's how yeah. it ends. There you go, right there. Yeah. Fake. It's Fake news. Bo! Fake I, it's news. on film! Hey, Patrick Peterson said he's phony. Guy's a phony. You talking about Kyler Murray? Yeah, phony. <laughs> so, hey man, it's all new to have a fresh, clean slate. We'll see where it goes. But if you watched any of the uh, HBO's in-season hard knocks, which I watched hit, hit and miss, man, 
that team's got issues. So you're going to probably win about four or five games without Kyler Murray. He will not be back until probably November, yep. maybe December if you're lucky, and vice versa. But, yeah, tough, tough spot. That's why it's an extra year of the contract worked into the new coach's deal. Yeah, he got an extra year, which is smart. That's a smart play. Jonathan Gannon also talked about how they're going to maximize talent. Mike, get ready to write this down. Hmm. We will maximize the talents of the players that we have, and that's how we're going to win games. And don't get it twisted. We're going to win games. Oh, don't get it twisted. I didn't come here to lose games. I came here to win games. (laughs) Now, look, look, for those who've been listening to our show. We're going to win games. Carl and I, one of our favorite things to do is, because you only get one chance to make a first impression. Nick Sirianni flunked that but went to a Super Bowl. Dan Campbell flunked that, but obviously he's got a tremendous turnaround going with his lines. They may be in the playoffs next year. And then, of course, you've got guys who stunk and they did stink, like Joe Judge. Correct. So we we love to break these down. Or Jim Tom Sula. We're going to be good with the. I mean, there's there's Defense in this stuff. It's kind of like Tommy Boy. Um, we're going to be violent. Yeah, there's Urban Meyer. I mean, we can go down the list. We're going to be violent but disciplined. We're going to be physical but smart. <laughs> I love the fact that he was like, but don't I mean, get like, it twisted. And like, don't get it twisted. We're going to win games. We're going to win. It's like a car commercial. We're going to be durable but stylish. <laughs> How are we hitting the road? <laughs> We're going to have power but fuel economy. <laughs> the new Cardinal for 2023. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know. But I'll say this. The way they're presenting it is a love fest going on right now between Kyler Murray and his new head and coach. one last note, Cardinal fans. Yes, performance will meet luxury. <laughs> Buzzwords. <laughs> NFL Blitz, guys, brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Centers. Mike, Saints running back Alvin Kamara has been indicted Mm. by the Las Vegas Grand Jury on charges related to an incident during last year's Pro Bowl weekend. Yeah. Three other men, along with him, including Bengals cornerback Chris Lamonds, I believe it is, they've been indicted on charges of conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in substantial bodily harm now i was asking our producers earlier i said guys what's this mean jail time what are we talking and about by the way conspiracy to do so that mean guys let's go kick his ass is that was the conspiracy conspiracy inviting other people to go do stuff like when those guys said oj like hey we're gonna go to oj's room and get his stolen right. stuff back. <laughs> let's go let's go get it <laughs> idiots so in this case the way the, the story was initially reported, the cameras, which everybody has, the prosecutors, the cops, took a year to figure this out. They had all the camera angles. Guy's out of the elevator, tries to get in the elevator. Either they don't want him getting out or getting in, so they beat the snot out of him. And uh, he got beat up pretty good. And the reason why I say, what is this? Is it jail time? He's got to be convicted. But the point is to be indicted. And here's the other part of this. What does the, Now that he's been indicted, what does the NFL do? Well, I mean, you got the commissioners. Because remember, they dragged their feet. There was nothing to see here. Because they're now here, as you said, they're finally getting this thing adjudicated out in Vegas. The first step would be the commissioner's exempt list, right? Yeah. While they uh, figure out where this is going to go. Um, he was knocked unconscious, and that's what made things even worse because the beating continued. He was out for the count, and they kept whooping on him. Come on. It's ridiculous. And they were outside of the club. I think it was at the Cromwell, so that's the old towel. Not towel. The uh, the one, Victor Dre, Dre's. Stays yeah. open yeah. all night, yeah. All right, man. More to get to. How deep is the pin? We'll talk. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up, yeah, man, no, man. I was just talking with Chris because uh, Chris is, is from New York. He obviously has been down here with us, and he still watches the Yankees. And I was just asking him about uh, a guy that we're going to hear, I think we're going to hear a lot about 
Um, and I just asked the question. I said, why would the Yankees let him go? I want to bring you into this, Chris, because um, Lucas, Lucas Lecky, right? Is that right? Lucas Litke. So why would they let him go? Because the, I think this is a big pickup for us. Yeah, he's a really, really good left-handed reliever. Uh, he can come in and get lefties and righties out. Uh, I think it was an embarrassment of riches for the Yankees as they look to reshape their bullpen. Uh, they have a new closer coming in this year, Clay Holmes, mm-hmm. and they are sort of restocking and retooling the back end of their bullpen the same way the Braves did. So he was just sort of a casualty of too many men. Ah, okay. okay. So that's why we got the Lichty. Well, and Mike, here's the deal: designated, you know, by the uh, by the Yankees, two point seven one ERA. He had a hundred and seven, uh, hundred and seven appearances during his past two seasons, but he also had a hundred thirty eight strikeouts. So good, good work, workhorse setup, man. That's the, great. The guy can yeah. pitch. So here's the thing uh, about our Braves: it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. This is not Mike and I saying this. This is MLB saying this. People that follow the game saying this. This is other general managers mm-hmm. saying this. We have the best bullpen in baseball. Now, the Mets are going to be a close second. Chris just talked about the Yankees. The the Astros are going to be good again. But when you talk about the setup situation for where we're at right now, with Rysel Iglesias closing and A.J. Minter and Colin McHugh, Mike, these three guys, they set up to be really hard to beat. If we have leads late, I don't think we should be concerned or worried about uh, the bullpen coming in. Now, we'll have a few blown saves. It happens every year. The right. games are just too many. But I like I like Iglesias. I just was over Kenley. Kenley Jansen, I know every relief pitcher, you and I debated last year, what is a wobble, what is just a normal wear and tear type thing. But I'm excited about seeing Iglesias as the guy. Minter is just, you know, we're so reliable, we kind of take it for granted at times, don't we? 2.06 ERA. He struck out 35% of the batters he faced when you talk about how reliable Minter was. McHugh? His first season with the Braves, and we were like, what's this guy going to do? He comes in. Mike, I know we talk about whip, but his whip was 0.94 last season, 58 appearances. He was used a lot. Yes, he's older. He's 35 years old, but he hasn't shown any signs of a breakdown. So you have experience. You have guys with stuff. You have guys with heat. And then you add, you know, this kid we're talking about from, from the Yankees we just got. All of a sudden, this bullpen with Joe Jimenez, we got the best bullpen in the majors. And, again, that's not us saying it. That's MLB.com and everybody else going, look at what the Braves have in the bullpen. Now, Matzik, you're going to have to wait for another, you know, it'll be another season without Matzik for the most part because, obviously, with the surgery, uh, you know, Colby Allard, we talked about Kirby Yates with uh, the uh, general manager, Alex Anthopoulos, earlier in the week. So, yeah, I mean, it's maybe not some of the names you, uh, you, you think of as, but these are guys, Carl just gave you the numbers. Look at the numbers, these guys that do their job. And, yeah, I mean, Luke Jackson, we, like, we killed him. He was driving people crazy. Luke Jackson was a nice piece. He's no longer on the roster. But they don't really they don't lose much uh, in replacing him. I think Luke went to the Giants. I think he signed with the Giants. Oh, by the way, you know we didn't mention this. It was funny. Kitch, uh, pitchers and catchers report obviously this week, and then within like a day down at the Texas Rangers camp, you know I had to like take a break. Degrom. Mm. I mean, they literally had to put Degrom on pause within like a day of throwing. So, uh, like high risk, high reward. The Mets, you could argue, are in a much better place now with the starting. But the Mets got the pressure. The only problem was with the Braves. We won the division. The Mets folded. Remember that ridiculous ESPN broadcast with them? Yeah. Just, I mean, oh, by the way, the Braves are winning the division, guys. But this team just unfortunately just ran out of everything at the wrong time. That might, you know, the Miami series was kind of like uh, gave you a bad vibe for the Philly, you know, divisional, uh, the first round. You know what I'm saying? It did. Nobody could hit. The Freed thing was certainly a major contributing factor. Freed couldn't do his job. I just, I still wonder. And I know that we got guys battling for the fifth spot with Ian Anderson and Soroka, but I'm, you know me, brother. Every year you and I debate this at spring training. Just wonder if we have enough starting pitching, quality starting pitching. It's Charlie Morton. Finally, everyone seems to say 
the, the year that he broke the leg, it was never he's never 100. percent So yeah. this year he will be a better guy. Nobody really generally gets better getting older, but that's what people are saying about Charlie Morton this year. Um, another guy to look out for in this bullpen. I mentioned Joe Jimenez. He came over from the Tigers, 3.49 ERA. Um, a lot of people like his stuff. And then you add Dylan Lee, and you add you know all these guys, Nick Anderson, Jesse Chavez has been invited to camp. My guess is Mike. They like Chavez, him enough. Like, he'll make the squad. I don't know how anybody. You know? I don't know how nobody just hits everything off of him because he's at eighty nine to ninety. But Chavez is he's got guile, Carl. He's got guile. So uh, <laughs> bullpen looks good. You mentioned the fifth starter. We talked with Grant McCauley on the show earlier this week about a lot of things. Braves. This is what he said about Soroka getting uh, that fifth starter uh, starter spot. I really do, and I think that last year having that opportunity to get that handful of minor league starts helped him to kind of knock off some rust and to remind himself, okay, I've, I've done all this rehab. Now I'm out here facing hitters again, and I'm back doing the thing that I wanted to be doing for so long. So I think that that was helpful for him. Uh, I think that, you know, once he gets down and, and, and to work and back in these every fifth day, you know, rotation plans that they have during the Grapefruit League, We'll start to see where Mike Soroka is this year. He told us at FanFest, no limitations on him physically. He feels as good as he ever has. It felt like a normal winter. He didn't have to spend all that time doing specific work for his leg. And you know, obviously his arm last year, he had that little bit of inflammation to where they felt like no real reason to push him through another start or two in the minors because it became pretty apparent they weren't going to use him in the big leagues last year. And it was more about getting him back on the mound and having him ready for spring training. And I know they're excited to see him, excited to see Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder and maybe some of these other young arms show them what they can this spring to let them know that they have that pitching depth that they're going to need. Because Brian Stitcher had a team meeting this morning and told all those pitchers, hey, we used nearly 30 pitchers last year. 11 of them were starters. So you guys may or may not be on the opening day roster, but you may or may not play a role before the, everything is said and done in the 2023 season. Cool. One guy we didn't mention, I was just talking with Chris, remember Oscar Hinoa, Tommy John surgery last year in the fall, and don't know if he's going to be coming like the next Tuki Toussaint because I loved his stuff, and then everything's been, not been the same since he busted his hand. But uh, there's that'll be down the road along with Matzik. But they got a lot of guys, and as Snicker said, everybody, the young guys. Remember three or four years ago, it was like, you, up there, next, back to Winnett. <laughs> you know, you used to joke around about it, but they're in a much, much better place. And now, as a lot of the experts say, the best bullpen in the league. See what the Mets come up with. We've got uh, to go along with that great bullpen. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And I know they haven't pitched a game yet, but again, this is these are projections. This is what baseball is, right? You look at the numbers, you look at all the things, and it adds up. But we also had the the you know seven of the MLB's top ten position rankings, Mike, which is Austin Riley, mm-hmm. Matt Olson, Michael Money Harris, Ronald Acuna, Max Fried, Sean Murphy, which we hadn't seen. Guys, he he might be the best catcher in baseball. Seriously. Well, again, everybody does compare him. And look, I, I don't want to get into the comps, but you look what the Phillies have, and you say, okay, can we? That's not bad. I think certainly if you're gonna you're gonna platoon, I think I, I don't like the platoon going back. Bad memories of Bobby Cox, but they're gonna get the most out of this right now between him and Little D. Yeah, because D- Darno still has another year on his deal, but Sean Murphy, long term, like that's a great pickup. And it's JT, sorry, I would bring the JT Real Mutos, who's almost always comp too, as far as yeah. where he was in his career at this stage. Yeah, and Sean Murphy has been comp to him. You're absolutely right. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Uh, Brave spring training continues, but this is something that a lot of people around baseball are saying, and and I agree with them totally, wholeheartedly. Now, again, some of these guys you haven't seen, but they're coming in with a resume that screams, hey, these guys used in the right way. And this gets back to Snit, Mike. 
using the right way, mm-hmm. and I don't know what, how his rotations are going to be as far as coming out of the pin and who he's going to use. Obviously, it's matchup still and lefty, righty, et cetera. But we know the new rule. you got to come out of the pin and face at least three guys. You have a, a strong enough bullpen where you feel comfortable with the guys you're going to roll out there. And, uh, and Leckie, the new addition, Lucas Leckie, from the Yankees, I, I think that's going to be a guy you're going to want to see to pitch. You're going to want to see how he right. looks. Braves, uh, Braves right now are 8-1 to one to win the World Series. I like those odds. Yeah, I do. I, I, I mean, listen, everybody's going to talk about the Dodgers. Everybody's going to talk about San Diego, okay, because they're coming back, and everybody's going to say San Diego. The perennials. Yes. We're there. Like, we're Braves, right actually, there. Braves started, they opened in the season. I, I, I stand corrected. They're 10-1. to one. Even better. Hello. Mets are 7.5-1 uh, to one right now. I thought they'd be higher with all that money they yeah. spent. Yeah, or a bit lower odds, actually. Yeah, but you know, right now it oh, yeah, is excuse me. Yeah, six and a half Astros, Yankees are six and a half, Dodgers are seven and a half. Okay. But, yeah, everybody's going to talk about the Dodgers. And I just – my point is we're right there. Um, Mets, they think they're going to win this division just because right. of the moves they made. And just like last year, I hope we're not having to come back from 10 down, Mike, but yeah. it's going to be a dogfight. There's no doubt. I, I don't think the Mets um, – if somebody starts off hot like they did last year – I'm hoping it's us because chasing these teams down is so hard, man. And, and yeah. you just talked about DeGrom. That's really the big question mark. If he is ineffective halfway through the season and he's shut down, that's going to change well, a I mean, lot of things. Look, I don't know what we, how far we would have gone a rematch with the Astros, but just Max Fried with that stomach thing, which just really weakened him. He did not look the same. And then Strider, the fact that we could only get two innings out of Strider. It just, the Philly series was so discombobulated mm. for a number of reasons. Coming up, yeah, man, no man's on the way. Also, he said he is a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes. Find out who we're talking about coming up in 30 minutes. Yeah, man, no man's next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell coming up. Four o'clock, we will talk about one analyst who says he's Patrick Mahomes in a smaller body. Mike, uh, Tiger's done for the day, by the way. Um, and I'm just looking at his press conference. We can't hear, obviously, what he's saying, but we'll play some of that maybe for you a little bit later on. But he, uh, he finished up today. Don't know if he's going to make the cut, uh, as it looks right now, but we'll talk more about that coming up right now. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man.
It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like they should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, Bigger, Better, Boulder. All right, Bo. Mike was just saying cuts even. Cuts even right now? Yeah, so he's at uh, plus one for the tournament, so not going to make it. All right, there it is. Uh, let's hear what's going on with Bo Morgan on a Friday. Uh, obviously, tash, hashtag Dukes and Bell tailgate at home, guys. Would love to see what you got working for the weekend. It's going to be a nice weekend. It's going to clear up. Sun's got out as we speak. It's going uh, to be nice, and maybe you'll be out doing some stuff, but we'd love to see those picks. Best ones go on our Instagram as we continue our hashtag Dukes and Bell tailgate at home. As we get into the spring and summer, certainly cookouts, barbecues, et cetera. What's going on, Bo? Well, I guess I can't do the weather now since Carl decided to steal my, uh, my well, I weather didn't hear, I didn't hear the I didn't hear the bell, so I thought it was okay. Oh, thank you. And for uh, those who are new to the show, we always ring a bell when a cliche is invoked, a cliche like talking about the weather on the radio. So if we just say the word weather now, you're going to hit the hit the bell? Hey, slow on that one there, Chief. <laughs> just, he's just waiting on you. It's called dramatic effect, Bo. Learn thank something you. about the radio thank industry. Thank you, Turdy. You? Turtle, thank you. As your boss, A, don't yell oh, at me. Geez. B, turn your mic off. Uh, all right. This weekend is uh, – we'll get to my tailgate at home because I am going to – Damn it, Fricky. I've had enough of you. You've already had your four hours a day of mumbling and stumbling around. It's my turn. You're going to do what uh, at home this weekend? Well, definitely it's Daytona 500 weekend, Carl. Oh. So it's a big weekend in the Squidbilly uh, household. Super Bowl of racing, baby. Left, left, left. Yeah, well, I'd like to see you do a left at left. 200 miles an hour there and yeah. see how you handle it there. Hey, Tough let me guy. ask you a question. Call my drive home. Let me call. <laughs> yes, he's not lying. <laughs> let me ask you a question about this. As I saw something the other day, and I was like, I don't even know if I like this. And I'm not a hardcore NASCAR fan. Been to NASCAR races, enjoy it as far as the aesthetics of the race and understanding what's going on and, and how tough it is for these guys to do what they do. But they're talking about EV cars of the future. They're talking about NASCAR going to electric cars. It just didn't feel right. I go to NASCAR for three reasons, Carl. Mm. Drink beer, smell the fumes. And listen to the rumble. Yeah, if they with, take away the two of those, I'll right. just sit at home on my couch and drink my beer. Yeah, I'm with Bo, and I know they've made the EV cars, the Formula E, smaller cars, so they look more racy, but that's that's just, I, no, no interest whatsoever. And again, as long as there's still dinosaur bones to go dig up and make it a gas, let's keep rolling with the engines that are big. You know what, that's, that is terrible. Now, Formula One does use a hybrid for somebody, engine. For somebody who has a, blow, a blower and a, and a chainsaw that's electric, <laughs> right? And we clown him because I'm like, I need that the gas, and right. here you are going no to NASCAR. Well, no, no, no. I'm just, no, I'm saying that I can't see them doing that. I mean, you know, at least, for, you know, the thing with Formula One car with those hybrid engines, I remember when they had a V10 engine. It sounded like a machine gun mm. going through the turns, and that's a visceral. That's why you go for racing. Squid Billy just touched on it. It's the sights, the sounds, dare I say, the smells of the fuel and the burning rubber. But again, I try to lessen the carbon imprint from my car car yeah, by having yeah. uh, battery-operated power tools. Back to you, Bo. Well, you're going to buy that, uh, that, that, what is that, that electric Corvette in a couple years. Nah, I, I could put the kibosh on there. There's nothing special about that. What's electric? Yeah, it's just it's, it's just it's saving it's, the planet. It's, it's my car with a battery in the front. It's, it's saving nothing, the planet. There's really nothing special about that idea. I think you should get it. 
No way, Jose. I'm going for the Z06. <laughs> 670 horsepower. <laughs> More this horsepower. Is, this is the deal. I love it. I am. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> yes, I'll take the uh, I'll take the chainsaw yeah. that's electric. Again, I, and yet I'm gonna go get a Z06. Let's let's not let's not make let's let's <laughs> make no bones like, about just it. Just like all the corporations with their phony neutral <laughs> carbon footprint crap. I also am a phony with my new thank neutral you. carbon footprint. Th- yeah, thank you. That's where I'm going. Which with this, is the biggest bunch of crock of crap in the planet. I just I, I yeah. I'm glad you owned yeah. it. That's yes. all I'm saying. This is why Mike can never complain about Live Golf. Right. Because he's supported the Saudis as much as they are by playing over there because right. he's buying the fuel from them. Yeah, you have it. Now we're going to go there? Right. What? Well, you know where I stand on this. Drilling in Antarctica. I'll never see a polar bear. What do I care? Oh, Give me right. the gas. Come on. Come on. Mike doesn't have any kids. He doesn't care. Who he's, cares about the future? Once he's, he's gone, he doesn't care. Yeah. He's right. I've got about 30 more years, maybe, if I'm lucky. 30? If I'm lucky. Let me tell you something. Real lucky. That's 84. <laughs> I cannot. Look, at seven. Look, my dad died at 51. I'm three years past life expectancy here, okay? You're basically living on, on borrowed dad's, time there, brother. I, listen, I'm I on think a lot of stuff in my body right now. This has happened before. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. If you're going, what the hell are we talking about? I just asked Bo, big race this weekend, Daytona 500. All I'm saying is I saw this. I didn't like it, and I can only imagine how NASCAR fans feel. You guys uh, yeah. voiced your opinions. <laughs> I'm just saying, they, they're saying in the next decade – you're going to see EV. It's going that way. Yeah, they ain't going to EV and Supercross, Carl, so I'll just stick it over there and watch. Right. That's what I'll do. Okay. Um, yeah, I ain't, I ain't doing that. I, I don't I don't have any need for that. I don't want to watch that. It's not the same. To no, my it's point, just, it's, it's just, just not the same. And I've tried, by the way, and it just it doesn't it doesn't come off. There is a there is something visceral about the engine sound and everything we just talked about. It's part of the it's part of the package. All right. I did have a story here that wasn't NASCAR related. Um, if you guys didn't realize this, the XFL is back. Now, this is not your uh, your father's XFL. Mm-hmm. This is the, the, the Rock XFL. Him and his uh, ex-wife, who is his business partner, they bought the XFL. It's going to be on ESPN, uh, maybe ABC as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, they've adopted a rule that uh, – the enemy of the show, Mike Florio, loves, and I hate it. This rule is um, the fumble in the end zone rule. Now, right now, if uh, Derek Carr was diving for the end zone and the ball gets loose and he fumbles it through the end zone. Comes back to the 20 for the other team. It's a touchback. Right. The defense takes over. It's considered a turnover. Well, the XFL and the USFL are getting rid of that rule, and basically if it goes through the end zone, the ball goes back to the spot that it was fumbled, and the offense maintains possession. So like a half-yard line, potentially? Well, wherever, okay. wherever, he, wherever he lost possession okay. of the ball. Okay. Um, so Mike Florio loves it and thinks it's the worst rule in the NFL, that the, the way the NFL does it, and they should adopt this. Personally, I think that's crap. You need to maintain the ball. If not, you don't get to keep it. Should the NFL go mm. the way of the XFL and the USFL wow. and adopt this rule or keep it the way they have it? I agree with Florio on this one. I don't think it should come back out to the defense, especially if you're, if you're reaching over the goal line because now we've created – again, the NFL created this monster by only needing a sliver of the football to cross the plane of the goal line. So in the effort of doing that, you might see it fumble out of your hands. But so that's the risk-reward of it. Nah, I'm, so with, let's, I'm, I'm with Florio on this. I like it. So you want another rule – that benefits the offense. Well, I mean, the point is you've come down the field so far and you've already – we just laid it out. Yeah. You've made this where all you have to do is literally go whoop, whoop. The quarterback goes like whoop, whoop with the football. So Yeah, we, but you're we, not doing we, that. We might as well just let, let you have it right there at the half-inch line and try it again for a whoop, whoop because we all want more scoring anyway. 
So now we're going to reward mediocrity. We're going to well, we, 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 you might as well give a tro- participation trophy yeah, to everyone. But we've been doing this for twenty years. Yeah. It's not a balanced playing field. The defense is screwed. Now again, I'm just saying the, the toothpaste out the tube. Why bother, Carl? Let's keep that going. People want more offense. I, I, yeah, I'm kind of with Mike on this. I think I think Florio might be right on this. Um, it is controversial. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Now here's the deal, though. The XFL, you can experiment with this. Right. You can experiment with this, right? In the NFL, they're going to be a lot more cautious about incorporating these kind of rules because they really don't want anything to to turn the tide of what's going on unless they absolutely have to go back and review it and talk about it. Um, I'm going to ride on the the side of I want to see this in the XFL because I want to see what it looks like. like. See, my, my problem with it is you're basically rewarding the offense for taking a risk and failing. And so the defense is in a lose-lose situation. This is one thing that levels it out. If you're going to extend it and they knock it out of your hand and it goes to the end zone, you're mm. taking that risk. You should not be rewarded for it. You might as well line up and give everyone a bonus check that didn't make the playoffs and <laughs> yeah. say, well, you know, you played all 17 games and you guys really, really tried hard, but I just, so we're going to give you the bonus. I just think I've been on the losing side of this so many times with my teams. I like, I just think it's a dumb rule. I think, you know, you're this close, keep it at the, at the half, keep it at the goal line, the one foot, whatever, let's keep well, on trucking. Because, again, the rules are already going that way anyway, so what's one more step? But don't, then don't do it. Protect the football. Your job is to protect the football anyway. But we've created this world where, again, as we've said a million times, you just put one in. Again, the guy's entire body can be outside the football field as long as the pylon, the ball goes over it. We're so, we've gotten so abstract with this, we might as well keep the ball on the field of play and you get it back at the one. Let me ask you this while we're talking about this, Bo, because this is the XFL. Uh, it's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're going to talk some college football coming up. Uh, Brian McFadden is going. Bryant McFadden is going to stop by at 4 o'clock, 4.20 actually, to talk with us about all things NFL. If there is a rule right now that bugs you currently in the league that you wish they would change, like for me, after watching the Super Bowl, the catch rules, this whole thing is right. bugging me even more, right? Whether you thought Devontae Smith was out of bounds, that these, these catches, like I wish they would go back and, and clarify or at least go back to what we had previously to making a football move and all of this stuff. It's if it, just it's if, too if, much. If Jerry Rice caught it, it's still a catch. I said this to you the other too day. Too much. After the Super Bowl, go back and watch football 25 years ago. Watch how you don't have any of these stoppages that we go. We go through try, the Super Bowl had about 10 minutes of stoppages and but, rewinds and video and I'm reviews. just asking, but like, that is there something that you want right but, now? But the NFL created this nonsense where they started the Des Bryant crap. Well, the Calvin, uh, you go take it all the way back to Megatron. But the, mean, well, you you got you to make a sandwich in the end zone for the ball to be a catch. <laughs> what the Ridley, the, the, the Ridley, the, the Calvin Johnson one is completely different from the Des Bryant, the Devontae Smith. The Devontae Smith one is if you catch the ball and you're going to the ground as he was, he had to get two feet in and survive the ground. He didn't. It's but that, not that, a but catch. It's a, but I'm saying it's an asinine rule. To survive the – that's the part, Bo. <laughs> yes. You're right. He got the two feet in, but to yeah. survive but, the ground, it's like he had possession but of it. But it's always been the rule. You just don't know the yeah, rule. No but the, old, you, no, no, but there was a rule where the ground couldn't cause a fumble. Now, But it's, it's not yeah. – it's but, that – but see, again – for 25 years, for 50 years, the ground could cause a fumble. They made a rule change. And it's never, it's I never not a, a rule change. Rule. You're you you. It's not a rule change. It's a missing. <laughs> Why do you always pull for the league? Why I do don't. Pull I don't. I pull for people that know the rules. I think. Well, we think the rules are silly. They should be changed. The, the ground can't cause a fumble. But that does not come into play if you've not. No, no, possessed. I'm saying the ground can cause a fumble, and live football is much more fun as it was in the 70s or 80s, like the Holy Roller. That because was fun to there watch. was no replay, and it got it wrong. 
So you either want it right or you don't. There's no in-between. There's no gray area here. Well, they don't get it right now anyway with the replay and all the tools they have. I don't disagree, but they're trying. So you either try to get it right as best you can, which, honest to God, as much as we've talked about the officiating in the Super Bowl, if you rewatched it with a rule book, you would see they got Which is the way all fans watch it. I don't think what I'm trying to say is we can sit here and, and complain and moan, but in the reality situation, we're wrong because they got it right well, by the rules. And honestly, God, I know we don't. We, it's not our job as fans to understand every rule, but just because we don't understand something doesn't make it wrong and us right. No, but I like my point is, Bo. The game used to be livelier. For instance, the bang bang play where the eagle coughs up the football, catches the ball, and gets popped. Yeah, and they called it back. Twenty years ago, that was a live football. I don't understand why that can't still be a live football and why we've over-legislated to where the refs now turn to become the storyline. Let's make the game more lively. Not deaden it to where we do have to now break down the film second by second to see when his knee or ankle touches. That's all I'm saying. Were you I know, for replay I, originally? I understand there was the problem. Is Some the, replay. But the replay, the problem, as the technology advanced, it slowed the game down now because now we've got more angles and now you can really take things where you couldn't have done it 25 years ago. Uh, okay. Now, not disagreeing with that. But when we when we say that, then don't turn around and say, not you, I'm talking about fans. It's not me versus Mike. It's just a conversation. But don't turn around and say, well, that penalty should be replayable. Because now you're even more nitpicking. Because, look, if the referee sees – now, granted, I am as hard as anybody on the refs. I mean, you, you guys know that. But we can't nitpick everything – and then complain when they do their job based on their no, rule book. But the thing That's is, the problem. I just say, if you take football back 25 years to when everything was, the ball was more lively. Yeah. You know, where you could have, there was more fumbles, more, more turnovers, and, and also the catches, too. I mean, if you come out, if you, for instance, if you slide, Carl, you catch the football, and you're running, you get tackled, and you wind up five feet in the end zone, I'll give you the touchdown. I'm not yeah. going to mark your knee down at the half-foot line. Which, again, another replay, another two minutes of our lives. Just I like the old-style football with this more action. Carl, the point I think we're getting to here is replay is a blessing and a curse. Right? It can be. It really is. We either get rid of it completely or we got to stop complaining about it all because they're trying to get it right in the reality. that, that Look, they want to keep their jobs too. I'm not siding with them. I'm just saying we can't have it both ways. We can't complain about – calls that aren't replayable or reviewable and then complain about the ones that are and then they review it and we don't like the way it goes. Do we know if the XFL, I know we got to run, is the XFL going to use, how much are they going to use replay? Is, do we know about any of the uh, stuff that this uh, is going to look different for uh, them? I'm not 100%, but I know that I think it was the, it was either the XFL or the USFL that that originally introduced the Skyhawk, yeah. which, it, which, which the NFL used, which is why you saw so many replays quickly done in the playoffs, which we kind of finally noticed that they've been moving towards. Look, we got to get out of here. It's a Dukes and Bell tailgate at home. I'm doing some Mississippi pot roast. I'm doing a couple. Mm, Me and the neighbor uh are going to watch the 500 on Sunday. Don't forget your friends at the Buckhead Butcher Shop who sponsor this, along with our friends at the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, bigger, better, bolder. WSauce.com, find a retail near you. And the friends at the Georgia Hemp Company, thegeorgiahempcompany.com. Turtle, get us out of here. we got to go. Hit my music. He's undersized, but I don't care. Mm. Dukesism. Can he play? One guy says not only can he play, but he's as good and will be or can be as good as a guy that just won a Super Bowl. We'll talk about it next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.